Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, now on the C-Suite Network. Very excited today because in the house is Skip Cohen, who is the president and founder of Marketing Essentials International. Now, what happens when you go from working at a Fortune 500 company, handling customer service, to working in the private sector and consulting with companies all over on customer service. Well, that's what you're going to find out today because that's exactly what Skip does. Skip's background is he worked with Polaroid, and specifically, he was on the SX-70 camera when it was introduced. Now, this is where I kind of get, well, I'm disappointed, but at the same time excited. Disappointed that it wasn't as good a camera as they had hoped because there was a 300% failure rate. Not like, that's huge. Think about that. That means for every camera, there were at least three problems. That's what it sounds like to me. Maybe more than that, Skip, you can enlighten us on that, enlighten us on that in just a moment. But what do you do and how do you handle that kind of customer service? We're going to learn and then we're going to also going to learn how he went then to become president of Hasselblad, which is a great organization, great camera company, and then today works with a lot of photographers and small businesses. And by the way, I don't care if you're in the photography business, if you're in the restaurant business, the hotel business, if you're in financial services, if you're in manufacturing, if you sell computers, it doesn't matter. This is information that you need to have. Skip, Welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Hey, thanks, Shep. It's fun to be here. It is fun, and you are fun because the first time we talked, we couldn't get off the phone with each other. It's like we could have talked for hours. You and I are drinking the same Kool-Aid, and then you have a podcast as well, and you invited me to speak on that. Uh, you want to tell us what that is just so we all know we have a little background on you? Yeah, you joined me and Shamir Young on uh, Mind Your Own Business, which yep. is part of Photo Focus which originally started by Scott Bourne, who had the 106th website in the world back in the days when all the rest of us were saying, eh, I don't know if the Internet is going to catch on. You think that'll work? And today, today it's one of the largest, if not the largest, photographic website providing a, a resource and support for photographers. So we do a thing together, which is under the umbrella of Skip Cohen University and PhotoFocus.com. It's a collaborative effort. And Mind Your Own Business is just that. It's a, it's a podcast to help primarily photographers who are primarily small business owners um, get a handle on things they need to do to build a stronger business. Right. Well, well, don't you think it would apply to any business, not just photographers? Absolutely. So, so if you have a Absolutely. chance... Especially, especially your favorite topic, which is customer service. Right. But anybody, if they have a chance and they're in a small business, they should go to Mind Your Own Business and it's Skip Cohen, and just go to iTunes and look it up and find it. So 300% failure rate. How I could understand 100% failure rate, but what does it mean when you say we have a 300% failure well, rate? Well, the, the 300% failure rate means meant that each camera was going to get touched three times. Now, just to, just to correct one thing there for our listening audience, um, that was in the first 10 or 20,000 cameras that were made. Those were those initial SX-70s that were the beautiful brown leather and chrome. It was a great-looking product. It was a very innovative and exciting product. And I remember when Dr. Land introduced it, it was like watching 
P.T. Barnum and being in the front row. I mean, he reached into his pocket and he pulled out this piece of magic. And it truly was, that particular day for me anyway, it really was the greatest show on earth. So because to see the technology was amazing. Right. And this is, you know, the Polaroid cameras, which, by the way, they're making a surge and a comeback today. But the Polaroid camera, for those that aren't, uh, they're millennials and have never heard of this thing called the Polaroid camera. You took a picture and instantly a small little piece of paper came out, thick piece of paper. And you watched before your very eyes as the photograph, the image was developing right before your very eyes. And instantly you had a picture. Or within a matter of a minute or so. But that's within a matter amazing. of a few minutes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And this was the first iteration, and 20,000 units go out, and basically they didn't fail once, but the people would call back or send back three times, and obviously you had to do something about that. And my understanding is at that point you were involved in the call center and support center where people would Well, I was, in, I was in the call center. I was a phone rep then, and and we were we were trained in – how to take the calls, and again, you have to remember, this is before the Internet. So everybody out there that's used to instant gratification by going to a website, by having an instant online chat, for example, or getting into a into an 800 number where somebody's going to talk to you right away, it just didn't, it didn't happen then. 800 lines, just us having a toll-free 800 number was a big deal back then. We're talking mid-'70s. And we're talking lines back then. Yeah. A wide yeah. area. Uh, what's what did Watts stand for? Wide area. Oh, I don't remember. Something. But uh, yeah. And that's what they called it. The Watts line, the toll free number. And that was a big deal back then. So I can only imagine that every day you're dealing with the same every hour. You're dealing with the same questions. And well, the people same would answers. either people would either call in or they would write in. And you had you had problems with the cameras, but you also had problems with the film. And you're listening to a customer who calls in, and this is where it becomes so universal to every business owner. There's a great line that goes, you've got two ears and one mouth, so listen twice as much as you talk. Mm-hmm. You really had to listen. Um, somebody would call in and say, my camera doesn't work. Well, all right, what does that mean? Does it mean there was a dead battery in the film pack and you couldn't get a picture, or did the picture come out and you were unhappy with it? You know, what are all the things that go that fall under that umbrella of I'm not happy with this particular product? And it was it was remarkable because what we had to do was I'm I'm just guessing now that there were probably uh twenty five, thirty or more phone reps and we literally just took calls all day long. The whole goal was to never keep a customer waiting, to give them a solution as quickly as possible, and to listen so that you could understand what the problem was. Wow. How did you stay motivated? You're, you're getting basically nailed with complaint after complaint after complaint. How did you stay up and motivated? Um, to start out, everybody had a certain amount of authority to provide a solution. So That's if somebody was unhappy, and, and this, this applies to things that I do today. If you've got an unhappy customer, the minute you say to that person, I can't blame you for being upset, but the buck stops here. Let's see how I can help. The minute you empathized, that automatically neutralized so many of the problems and so many people because they knew you were there to help. Or even better, if you got a, if you got a letter from a customer, and could access a phone number, find a phone number for them, and could call them 
that was phenomenal. The fact that they felt they were getting a phone call, it's like, oh, my God, I wrote this letter to Polaroid last week screaming at Dr. Land, and somebody called me back this morning. So it was in response time. Also, because there were so many of us, uh, this was probably one of the most stressful but fun jobs I've had in my career. And there were, and were very funny things that happened. Uh, one example is is a guy called in. He was going on a cruise and wanted to know if it was okay to take his Polaroid land camera on the water. It was, <laughs> Why did it's they, a little and, scary because it was named after Dr. Land, right, not, right, not, not anything. Land, like Land and yeah. Sea. Oh, that's funny. Can I, can I, take, the, can I take it with me? Um, we had another one. There was a camera at the time called the Square Shooter 2 which was the old-style peel-apart film. And I'm looking at a rep two booths down from me, and she's got tears rolling down her cheeks because she can't stop laughing, and she's embarrassing, but embarrassed, rather. But this woman kept referring to it as, as she had a square tutor shoe, not a square shooter, too. So you'd find these little moments of, of absolute pure joy in dealing with consumers. And the biggest thing was very few customers hung up the phone who didn't feel there was a solution somewhere down at the end of this dark tunnel. I think that's key. One of the things you you said, which I think I have to laugh, but at the same time, it's a very important lesson. You mentioned response time, and I want to get into response time in a minute, but what you referred to is it was amazing. Someone would send us a a letter in the mail, which, by the way, the mail took three or four days to get to you. And then a few days later, you'd call them back and they go, wow, that was fast. <laughs> That's amazing. You called me back. They were really happy because the response time was under a week or so. Can you imagine today? That is abysmal. People want response times in minutes, not even hours or days, but minutes. And here you're talking about, hey, we'll get to them next week and they'll be happy. And guess what? They were happy because they were just happy that somebody responded, period. Uh, but you Somebody responded yeah. and everybody who responded had some level of understanding of the problem to help them. In fact, I remember doing a, a national meeting where they took a whole bunch of us up to L.L. Bean, who at the time was absolutely setting the standard. Um, in fact, they still do um, for for eight hundred line service. And we went up to get a to get a tour of their facility up in Maine, and it was tr- it was remarkable because this is what it was all about. It was all about a fast response time. It was about giving solutions, and it was about listening. So fast response times, giving solutions, having the answers, basically, and being able to listen. Three keys to a great service experience. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, there's so much more to learn from Skip Cohen, the president and founder of Marketing Essentials International. Skip, thanks for being on the show. Everybody, don't go away. There's so much more. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio. Chef Hyken here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.chefondemand.com. Once again, that's chefondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. 
This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Skip Cohen, who also founded Skip Cohen University. You mentioned that earlier, Skip. And if you want to learn more about it and you want to get to all the information Skip has to offer, and I realize Skip primarily works in the photographic industry, the photography industry, but he works with small businesses and all the information that he shares about marketing and customer service and all the customer relationships issues, all of that applies to any type of business we're in. You can go to skipcohenuniversity.com and you'll find everything you need to know. Skip, we're back. We left off. uh, One of the things that you had talked about, and I was just so impressed that a week-long response time is good, but what's your take on what today's response time should be? Oh, my God. It's got to be as quickly as possible. Okay, give me a number. Um, It has to be the the faster – well, let me rephrase. Let's put a qualify in there. A customer, a, a customer contacts you, you can't get to the phone, there's a voicemail sitting there. Or they sent you an email and you haven't been able to check your email all day. Um, the, minute, the minute you've touched that customer and you've gotten that message, that's when you need to respond quickly. And even if you don't have a solution at the time, especially if they're upset, they need to hear, hey, I'm here to help. How do we, you know, like they need to know that you can empathize with their problem. Um, I know from a sales standpoint, there's a photographer around, uh, oh, I can't, somewhere, one of, one of the East Coast, uh, um, shoreline resorts. And I know he's got a system set up where if he gets a message from a bride, for example, um, interested in booking his services for a wedding, he has set up that she will get a response back within an hour of the time her call comes in. And if he's on a plane somewhere, he's got a system in his in his business where one of his staff will call her. So that by the time he's gotten back to her so often, um, he's locked in a contract and is shooting this particular client's wedding before the competitors have even answered their original email or that original call. Now that alone so, is a huge lesson. We it's, we it's live huge. by that. We people are so amazed when you call them back quickly. Uh, we get a call or an email, and literally it, it comes for an inquiry, or it could, we don't really get the kinds of complaints that people would normally get. But you know, realize we're in the speaking and consulting and training business. We get an inquiry from our website or from uh, just anybody emailing in, and. I say it goes to everybody. We have it set up, so not just one person, because somebody needs to respond to that within a very short time. And we strive for under one hour, just as your your friend does. And by doing that, people go, wow, that's impressive. There have been, I can't tell you how many times I've received, uh, let's go forward with you. Why did you decide to choose me? Well, number one, we know you're pretty good. you got a good reputation. But, you know, you were the only one to call us back. <laughs> Hello, help me, help me. Help but you know you. what? Here's where here's where it also works. It's not it's not just on the front end when somebody's looking for help, but when you have a when you've got a particularly upset customer, most business owners and most people, the initial thing response, especially if you haven't been in this business very long, is to try and duck it. Thinking that it's uh, you know it's going to go away. Well, let me wait. I'll call him back. I'll call him back tomorrow because I just had an awful day and my wife's upset with me or my husband's upset with me and I got to get home. 
I'll do it tomorrow. The minute you do that, you miss an opportunity to neutralize that particular issue right away. Because even if you don't have a solution, all they want to know is that they were heard. In fact, there's a great line, and you would know who said it. I don't know who said it, but there's a great line about customers don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's that first hurdle. Yeah, I agree. And there's so many people that have said that that say they've said it and attribute it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, um, was it my I give it, I give credit to everything to Zig Ziglar. So, Zig Ziglar probably you know. said it too. Yeah. yeah. But the cool thing about Zig is he would say, let me tell you what Skip Cohn used to say. And then he, would, <laughs> that's right. he always said who it was. He used to say, you know, people would say, Zig, you never, you know, you, you always tell about everybody else. He goes, when you cite the source, you look like you're well read. And that's every bit as important as anything. And I think that's great. So I love what you're saying here. Response time counts, uh, no doubt about it. And I'm just going to put it out there, whether they're calling for new business or they're calling for old business, once you set the expectation, and we do it, you're going to always hear from us the same day, probably within an hour or two of you calling in or emailing in, you'll get you'll get a message back within an hour, a business hour. So if you call us at 10 o'clock at night, we're not the kind of business that needs to be open 24-7. But if you call us at 10 o'clock at night, you're going to hear from us the very next business day. It's, that's just the way we roll. All right, let's talk about as I have a note here, uh, you have a philosophy and a belief of the difference between personal contact versus an email or a text. Well, any any time any time you can get personal contact um, in person, face to face, is absolutely the very best and most effective. Second most effective is the phone, and then comes in email and text, and I hate I hate everything beyond that because you do lose the quality. The hardest communication form to talk to anybody in is the, is the written word, because there is no emotion in what you're writing. So when you're texting and you're answering people in emails, or like we used to do it in the old days in, in you know handwritten letters, you lose the ability to have that inflection in your voice. You lose the sincerity, you lose the firm handshake, you, learn, you lose eye contact. So I, I mean, there was a stretch in, in those, in those Polaroid stories where I actually got a call one night. We were living in Chicago at the time and I got a call one night, um, from our manager in Cambridge who said, I need you on a plane tomorrow morning to Detroit. And they had a woman that was having a problem with, with focusing. And the problem with the SX70 was it was, it was what was called a follow focus system. So if I took a picture of you, Shep, but I happened to be off a little bit, and I photographed just behind your face or, or your ears, for example. Your face might come out looking like a ghost and completely overexposed. And that was one of the faults in the system initially. Well, she was having a problem, and Polaroid was worried about a class action suit. They put me on a plane the next morning, and off I went to literally rent a car, pull up to this woman's house, knock on her door, um, and the minute I met her, I knew where the problem was. She had extremely thick glasses, was almost, um, was very close to being legally blind and couldn't see to focus. Now, the cool thing about that was that that was one of the, one of the cases that led Polaroid to put a distance, a, a distance scale on the front of the lens. So that by dialing the lens, you could estimate your footage from your subject. 
and that made it much more accurate. And that was one of the solutions that came in the next generation of SX-70s. So but that I'm personal hearing, visit... Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, this is great. That personal uh, visit, finish your, your sentence. Yeah, that, I, no, that personal visit, the minute, the minute she saw me standing at her door, and she knew I was coming, but the minute she actually saw that Polaroid had said, sent somebody to her home to help her learn how to use her camera better... That neutralized everything. So if there had been any rumblings of class action suit or anything else, she was getting help and Polaroid was spending the money and the time to resolve it. So was it really, I would say, a class action suit or was it going to be class action returns and refunds? Um, oh, it could have been, it could have been anything. I mean, I'm, remember, we're going back now. Um, oh, my God. We're going back 40 years ago. At least. At least so. that's a long that's a long time that's that's pre auto focus pre internet um, life life was on different your camera or, I mean, or, or right. is, it, is it the camera on the phone which is it not yeah either, either one I'm not sure anymore so but here's the lesson okay and I realize a class action suit if if there are enough people complaining about the same thing and somebody finds out. Where a lot of people complaining about it, but nobody's doing anything about it. Yeah, that could open up some type of a class action suit. Um, but what I'm hearing is you didn't just make a house call. You, I mean, it wasn't like you got in your car and you drove down the street. No, you got on an airplane and you went and visited a customer that obviously had a problem. And you said, or somebody said, the gentleman in Cambridge, the executive said, hey, this is a problem. I think this is the very exact typical issue we're having please go figure this out for me and what came out of that complaint was number one resolution and number two innovation some of the best inventions some of the best innovations of a product come as a result of listening to your customers complain now go one step further shep today the average consumer has the same horsepower or the same reach to get to thousands and thousands of other consumers. So essentially, an average consumer today has the same reach that a small newspaper or magazine might have had 10, 15 years ago. And the one thing that, as I look back on those days, I have no idea how Polaroid would have survived in today's social media world had they had a problem of that magnitude. And what saved them was the fact, as you said before, oh, my God, people were excited because they heard back from us in a week. If you look at today's timetable, and this is why I love being able to work with photographers and smaller business owners and remind them that every time they have a problem with a consumer, it's an opportunity. It's not, it, it doesn't have to be a black mark against their career and their business as long as they listen and solve it quickly and do all the things we've been talking about. It becomes an incredible business builder. All right, before we take a break, we're going to do that in a minute. Uh, there's two things I want to talk about. I think we're going to get back to the second one after the break, which is going to be how you handled screamers, because I have a note on here and my, my points that you wanted to talk about was handling screamers. But one thing, I just want to follow up on something you said a few minutes ago. You said one of the hardest ways to uh, interact with a customer today is via the written word versus, you know, you said best is face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball. Second best would be over the phone. How do you show emotion? Well, 
That's why we have emojis, right? (laughs) The little smiley face, the frown, the sad, uh, the excited. But I want to go a step further in that today there is a whole generation out there that only wants to deal with a company via a text type of message. It could actually be SMS. It could be texting. It could be messaging. It could be instant chat. It could be even a chat bot answering basic questions. But they're willing and accepting of the written word. And I think that's an important point to make. Times are changing. Now, the company or the person behind the written word who can somehow make the person feel appreciated and loved, that person wins. Absolutely. Yep. So, all right, we're going to take a break, another break. And when we come back, I promise you, everybody, you're going to want to hear Skip Cohen talk about handling screamers, the loud complainers, the crazy ones, the ones that won't. They come in and it's like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to deal with this? I'm going to sure I'm sure you're going to talk to us about how do you calm them down? How do you get them back to an even keel? How do you let them vent? And then listening. You said listening was really important. That was one of Skip's big points. You want to be uh, quick on your response time. You want to have the solutions and you really need to listen lots of wisdom from skip cohen of skipcohenuniversity.com don't go away we'll be right back want to amaze your customers impress the people you work with and outshine your competition going from average to amazing isn't an out of reach goal in fact amazement is a habit that anyone can master in my latest book be amazing or go home i share the secrets behind my mantra which is to always be amazing Drawing on the routines of incredible people, I share simple practices that can elevate your game. Once you master those habits, you'll be able to create trust, build stronger relationships, make sales, advance your career, and much more. Now is the time to step out of ordinary and step into being amazing. Be Amazing or Go Home is now available on Amazon.com in ebook and hardcover. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone, back on Amazing Business Radio, talking with Skip Cohen, and we promise we talk about screamers. And I know we've talked a lot already about how you handle uh, complaints, problems. I mean, you've even been willing to jump on an airplane, fly to a city just to talk to a lady that had thick glasses and couldn't see about how to better focus her camera. And I don't know if she was screaming or not, but once in a while we get those customers that, oh, my, um, they're just unhappy they're actually angry what do you do how do you calm them down oh the the first thing the first thing is to just listen my i mentioned it earlier my my best tool over the years and it did come out of a lot of angry calls in my polaroid days but it still works is to simply say hey look the buck stops here i'm i'm on the phone with you now because i'm here to help what can I do? I can't blame you for being upset. You need to empathize. One of my favorite lines is, I can't blame you for being upset. Tell me what the problem is, and let's see if I can help. And then you sit back and listen. Now, there are, there's, a, there's a very small group of people that no matter what you're going to do, they're going to be trolls, and there's nothing you can do to solve that. And there is some point where you're not going to hang up but you can, and you do have the right to say, "Look, I'm here to help." But you gotta, you gotta give me a chance and give me something to listen to. I, I know you're upset. I'd be upset too. I understand why you're screaming at me. But how do we resolve this? And and I'm here to help. 
And that becomes a big piece of it. It is in the empathy. It, it is in your tone. And you know, there's an old story, an airline story, where uh, a guy flew an airline. They lost his baggage. He waited for the bags to come up the carousel. They never showed up. He walks into the baggage claim office, and he finally gets uh, up to the woman behind the counter, and she he screams at her how upset he is with the airline and how upset he is that they've lost the bags, and this is ridiculous, and this is what she says. I can appreciate that you're upset. I'm really sorry that it's happened. Just know that right now there's only two people in the world that care about your lost luggage, and you're starting to make one of them very upset. That's not bad. <laughs> it's not. It's Maybe not, it's not bad. the right way to. Say. I don't. I'm, it's a joke, but it's kind of like a joke on the square. It's the real deal. It's like, you know, people need to realize they're right. But that's what you're saying. You're you're trying to diffuse the anger. So, uh, uh, one of the questions that we like to ask is. Hey, I totally – by the way, there's, we do a five-step process. The people who have listened for a long time know very quickly you acknowledge the problem, which you say, hey, I can understand why you're upset. I'd be upset too. You apologize for it. You discuss what the resolution is going to be. You take ownership of the problem, meaning you know that's the attitude. It's like I'm glad you told me I'm here to help you. You even used the words earlier in our show, the buck stops here. And then finally, you act with urgency. Now, that's the five-step process. But when they call and they're upset and they're angry, sometimes you've got to say something else. We ask a question. I, I train our folks and I train my audiences as I travel around talking about this. And the question is simply, simply this. I totally understand that you're upset. And the reason you're talking to me about it is you hope that I can help you and resolve this issue. Is that right? And they'll go, yeah. And you go, that's right. And I love being able to give back that affirmative answer. That's right. So let's start over. Let's start from the top. I really want to understand. I really want to, as you say, listen. That's the key, listening. I want to listen and take some notes, ask you some questions maybe along the way. So can we do that? And watch how fast anger is diffused. I think that well, works. Well, yeah. it's remarkable. I mean, if you've... You know, over over the years, Nordstrom's I think has had a there, there are a lot of um, almost urban myth stories about people returning a spare tire right. to Nordstrom's who the, didn't care tires. The whole set yeah, of we've, tires. Yeah, we've we've heard all the stories, but the one thing they have always done when you walk in there, you know that you're talking to somebody who is who's going to finish their day or finish the conversation by solving your problem. Yep. It's like that's what they do. And, and sometimes I'm very embarrassed. I'll come in and I'll go, you know, I'm buying another pair of jeans. I will be honest with you. My last pair of jeans, they didn't even last a year. You know what? You need to bring those jeans back. We'll be happy to give you a refund. No questions asked. And, uh, you know, if it's if it's reasonable, they just do it. Sometimes even when it's unreasonable, they do it, which which blows my mind. I would never take advantage of them. Anyway, we're getting well, close let me to give the you, end. Oh, let ahead. me give you one other quick example that everybody forgets about. Mm-hmm. You're sitting in a restaurant, and at the end of dinner, the manager or somebody comes by your table and says, how was dinner? And everybody always says the same thing. Oh, it was great. Thank you. Because, you know, you're having, especially if it's just me and Sheila going out to dinner, and we're just enjoying each other's company, and we don't need to get into it. But on a few occasions, um, I've been really, I've been really disappointed. I mean, if we've gone out to dinner and I'm going to eat that artery clogging steak, um, that I'm not supposed to have because we all get to that point where we're eating healthier, um, I have said, you know, I was, the steak was a little too well done. It was disappointing. And unless you know this and take it back to the chef, 
you guys are going to lose customers over this or something like that. And I can't tell you how many times somebody's turned around and they, they've, they've either, either they took it off the bill or they brought out dessert. And I'm not saying use it as a ploy to reduce your tab. I think, you but should, I think you should, people should want to know everything. when they're not, no, just, when you're not happy. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, but they, they, you should complain about everything because you get free stuff. Wrong. That's right. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't. But yeah. But I think it's important what you're saying. The restaurant wants to know. Any company wants to know. And you don't need to give away anything free. A totally honest, apologetic, um, you know, uh, empathetic response is great. If you do want to give something away free, if I were a restaurant, I'd say, you know what? I, next time, I want you to come in, and I'm going to buy the first round of drinks. It's on me. I'm going to. Here's my card. I'm going to write down in the back, round of drinks on me. And you come in and you show whoever you work with this card. I'll probably be there that night anyway. Call me. Let me know you're coming in. And that's just as good as giving them away. And guess what? It gets, some, gets people back in the door. Every business needs to know the things that are wrong. I used to say when, when I was at Hasselblad for many years, I used to say, I know what we do right. I want to hear what we do wrong. And... That also opens the door. I mean, if you're sitting there with four or five photographers, for example, at a convention, and and you've got an opportunity just to say, hey, guys, what's on your wish list? What do we not do well that you wish we did better? Just being able to offer them that opportunity for feedback, just it, it, it changes the way people feel, and that's why I believe that you can come up with the greatest marketing and sales programs in the world if you don't have a sense of service to back it up, then you're wasting your money. Yep. I love that. That's a tweetable line. I know what we do right. I want to know what we do wrong. Love it. All right. We're down to the one thing question, although that was pretty strong to end with, but I want to end with something where I want you to either emphasize a point that you've already made or give us one little extra nugget that you absolutely want us to walk away with. This is the one thing. What would it be? Yeah. Every business owner's goal is to exceed client expectations and make yourself habit-forming. It's that simple. Yeah, like If you can exceed expectations, if you go out there, if you answer their problem quicker than they thought, if you handled it better than they thought you would handle it, if you exceed expectations, where I don't care what business you're in, it's a word-of-mouth industry today or a word-of-social media industry today, the reality is they're going to tell their friends. Yeah. And you can get that good news message out there, and all it takes, again, exceed expectations and make yourself habit-forming. And by the way, by exceeding expectations, we're not talking about going over the top, blow me away, the most incredible service in the whole world. What you're talking about is simply exceeding expectations by even a tiny little bit. But if you can consistently and predictably exceed expectations, even by just a little bit all of the time, you're amazing. And that's what Amazing Business Radio is all about. So this, Skip, you've been amazing. You, you've, you, first of all, oh, this has been fun, Chef. <laughs> well, it has been. I could talk to you for hours. You've got a great background. I mean, your background at Polaroid is amazing. Uh, the background you have at, at Hasselblad, uh, which is one of the highest uh, quality cameras, even today, when it still recognizes one of the high quality cameras out there. And now you work with individuals and entrepreneurs and small businesses helping them be successful, and you've helped our audience today. You've given us some great insights. Uh, you know, just even the concept, you know, you've heard it before. You've got two, year, two ears and one mouth. There's a reason 
why your ears, you got twice as many ears as you do mouths. So listen twice as much. Those are, you know, uh, the, the little phrases that you use. Uh, the buck, you, you tell a customer, I'm glad you're talking to me because you know what? The buck stops here. When they hear that, they go, oh, man. This, this person is going to take care of me, and, and I can't blame you for being upset. As soon as you say that, you're acknowledging their pain, you're showing empathy. Skip, you've shared a tremendous amount and a whole lot more than what I just mentioned, so thank you so much for that gift. Shep, thank you. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun to uh, be, in this, be in the business of customer service and, and have you out there leading the way. Well, <laughs> well, thank you very much. All right, thanks again, Skip. And for those that want to know more about Skip, again, skipcohenuniversity.com. That's Skip, S-K-I-P. Cohen is C-O-H-E-N. And you probably already know how to spell university.com. This has been another great episode of Amazing Business Radio. Let's wrap it up with my three favorite words, and that is until next time, always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.